Hey everyone, we actually did have a voicemail this week. It just cut out a little bit, so I learned that we can text, and we'll talk about that later. So texting the show is also possible for those of you who don't want to leave a message. So via text, I clarified the question a little bit. This is from Sean. You were talking about home invasion movies and how you prefer movies where you can relax at some point throughout it and not be all tense all the time. Accurate. I'm the opposite where I want to be stressed. I don't just want to forget to breathe, but I like to forget that I can breathe in the first place. Whoa. (laughs) So the question, what movie kept you guys stressed throughout and makes you forget how to breathe? I'm really curious to hear this out of YouTube because I feel like as far as our ability to handle horror, I am at the low end of the spectrum on this show as much as I watch it. Let's start with Megan. Okay. I do want to clarify that suspense is a big part of holding breath for me. So not necessarily scared, like suspense. And so more recently, the boy behind the door stressed me out big time. Mm. Like that was a, a keep my breath held, hoping that everything turns out okay. Because it, And it's on Shutter, just released this year. But this is one where two boys are playing in a park before their Little League game. They get kidnapped. One wakes up in the trunk of a car in a garage and he gets out, but then he hears his friend screaming from inside. So then he's sneaking around the house trying to evade them and not get detected. And that's what gets intensely suspenseful because you're just waiting for that inevitable shoe to drop. So that one for me. And then like some obvious ones uh, that we've discussed before, like don't breathe literally lives up to its name. (laughs) Yeah. And wreck for me the first time, because it's just so Mm -hmm. intense. You don't, you know, it doesn't really give you any time to catch your breath. So yeah. Yeah. I'm busy, you know? Um, Okay. (laughs) So with some of these movies, I'm not like the biggest fan, but I will say it it just has me, it always, whenever I would watch them, because I watch them a couple of times, because you know, if you don't like a movie, you want to at least make sure. Um, they just really have me just stressed out like, <laughs> horribly. Uh, the first one, The Descent. That oh, one, I was going to yeah. say The Descent. That, that one gets my wife every time. Oh my God. Like I, I would not survive. Another one, um, Mother. I mean, I know I'm supposed to say Mother! You know, because <laughs> that that's, one too. It that's just, the official pronunciation from yeah, here on out. <laughs> that one really just, I don't know, it does something. And then I'm not going to lie. So this one really isn't, it's not, it's not a horror, but I think it's a horror for kids. It's like Carrie for kids. Matilda. Matilda stresses me out. Oh. Especially Aww. when, yeah, her and her teacher, Miss Honey, when they were in uh, Miss Trunchbull's house how are you gonna escape you know so it's just like every single time and no matter how many times I, I i see it it's just like i'm always holding my breath so but yeah there's there's like so many but it's it's a it's a good thing you know movies get you to react that way yeah it's funny that you say matilda my wife has been reading matilda or read matilda to my daughter at night and it's a brutal book Is like it? they are horrible people it's like reading the it's it's not the same level as reading Grimm's fairy tales versus what we've seen for Grimm's <laughs> fairy tales, but it's pretty like they're pretty nasty to the point where my daughter's like, "They're not very nice people, are they?" I'm like, oh, "They are not." Uh, it, kind of piggybacking off what Megan said, I was thinking, and I guess this is Home Invasion too that I didn't mention last week, uh, the Collector. 
The oh, Collector man. was one where I felt very tense the whole time because they focused so much, not only on the sneaking, like the aerial, like top down, like what room's he in, what room's a collector in, yeah. but also like the noise of the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so much of it is just like hyper-focused through that yeah. entire thing. Yeah, I think anytime there's a movie that's like sneaking around, like Till Death, uh, it's on Netflix now. That's another one that I thought was going to be something. And then once it warms up and it's Megan Fox who wakes up chained to the corpse of her husband and then mm-hmm. bad guys come like that's constant scenario where mm-hmm. there's like sneaking around. That's always great for tension because you just win it. Make it. Don't get caught. Right. The other one I was thinking of. And this is more of a um, a production facet than anything else. It was Sinister, which has been evidently deemed the scariest movie of all time, uh, because scientists tracked the heart rates of the listener or the, the viewers, and like it had the highest ever chart. Because science, okay. Yeah, because science. Uh, and I'm. I think I like the movie. Yeah. Like I like. Th- most of it, frankly. Mm-hmm. The one thing, though, that that really was highlighted for me in Sinister is the audio stings that they do. That's like sound especially design. like when you watch. Yeah, like it, it, it literally like. <laughs> I used to know a person in podcasting used to call a sonic hammer, like they literally just hit you in the face. Yeah, with that sound, like it's not enough to have a jump scare. It's that high piercing sound. So all of a sudden, when there's no sound and no music. Then I'm just waiting mm-hmm. because if there has been a soundtrack and all of a sudden there is no soundtrack, I'm like, okay, something's going to happen there. They're doing this to me on purpose. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> so it's more that than anything else. It's like um, the anticipation once it's quiet in an otherwise music-filled movie. Maybe that's why I like found fiction. Or found found fiction. fiction. I found this found book f- on the floor. <laughs> We're, we'll get to that in a second. Uh phone footage so much is because there is no music more often than not unless it's like mockumentary style whatever so like i don't even have that it's not even in my head to suddenly lose the music exactly i'm just watching it there is no anticipation it's literally just viewing wow i I think i might have just opened the door into my psyche on that one (laughs) thanks sean (laughs) okay second question this is from augustine via facebook messenger what is the scariest book you've ever read P.S. I'm excited for Love and Death. I'm not familiar with the title, but awesome. Uh, Zena, let's start with you. Okay. Well, I don't really read a lot of uh, books that are scary. You know, I, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. They're usually like happy. Well, I'm the new girl and I have magical powers. Okay. So uh, the, <laughs> the book, that, <laughs> the book that, uh, that comes to mind, um, we need to talk about Kevin. And I actually watched the movie first and the movie inspired me to read the book. And, um, yeah, it's just like, well, I mean, which the movie did like a great job, but you kind of just get like a different viewpoint and it's more from like the mother's standpoint because she's the one that's narrating and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the, just the horror comes from a human being, a human being that comes from you. And that's scary. Can you imagine if you have a kid that's a psychopath? I mean, clearly someone did so but yeah it's it's just it's very creepy it's very unsettling and even when i watch the movie um i have that same feeling dang nice. mm-hmm. how about you megan um 
when I was a teenager, I haven't, I, I say that because I have not revisited these books since, so I'm not sure if they would hold up differently, but The Exorcist and The Amityville Horror were mm. very unnerving for me. Um, but more recently, A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. Mm. That one's uh, very unsettling for me. Yeah, that was definitely, there's definitely some, uh, what, is the sister's name Marjorie in Head Full of Ghosts? Yeah. Or is that the protagonist i can't remember yeah there's some scenes with her when she's like having some sort of a break where you're like what in the hell yes it's like super in, in the ch- children's room at night things get creepy yeah yes it's good stuff uh i was thinking and i hadn't thought about this for a while uh david wong wrote these two books uh john dies at the end mm-hmm. and uh um uh, this book is full of spiders. Yeah, and this book of full is, is full of spiders. Actually, scared me a bit. Really? Is it not comedic like the adaptation? Well, I mean, the spiders doesn't have one, but well, yeah. I mean, John dies at the end. The movie I think is funnier than the book. Okay, but the funny stuff from the movie is from the book. The book mm-hmm. is just a lot longer. There's a lot more content to it, and I think it is a lot. There's more unnerving scenes. But this book's full of spiders is like more apocalyptic and the description of like the creatures in it is really unnerving to me. Interesting. Um, because I don't get scared by books very often. Yeah. But there will be some where I'll realize if I'm reading fast, that's my version of suspense where I'm like, oh, okay, I want to see what happened. Next. I want to see. I don't want to wait. Like, what's going to happen? Okay. Like, not excitement. I just, I'm like, I need to see catharsis in what's going on. The other one I thought of was A House of Leaves. Um, Very, very long book. Arguably an actually difficult book to read. Uh, Probably yeah. the hardest book to read. Yeah. They make like, you work actually, for that one. Yeah. You have to turn it, around, like, turn it upside down, look at it in the mirror. You get stuck reading. I stopped reading the footnotes. Like, that's a completely different story. It was driving me nuts. Ah. But some of the descriptions of being lost within the room in the house was just very uh like isolating and claustrophobic feeling of like that feeling of just being alone like you can hear someone they're in your house but not in your house and yet you can't find them like it was really like it it hit me it worked for me speaking of working for me welcome to the bloody disgusting podcast everyone the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and to discuss the disgusting you know her as lead movie critic for bloody disgusting horror movie fanatic and journalist megan navarro hey megan hello and you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile, too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Uh, so, I needed some comedy in my life. So, I checked out Sorry I Killed You from 2020 on Voodoo. <laughs> A serial killer plans to murder a group of co-workers on an office retreat, but they soon start to turn on each other and do it for him. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, this is like an office retreat. Uh, They're at this cabin and then things take like a bloody turn because the co-workers, they're like jealous of each other and they just start killing each other. And sometimes it's an accident, but sometimes it's intentional. And then with the killer, like, he's really getting irritated because he just, he wants to get one in, you know? And um, 
What I think is funny about it is that everyone's terrible. Every single person is pretty awful. And the humor is so immature, but I'm immature, so I laughed. There's um, there's a lot of things that's going on where it's just like, you know, like, oh, look, a butt, and ha, 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 you know, that kind of you know, humor, you know? <laughs> but um, it made me laugh. And it's just kind of like, it's it's even though the characters, they're not likable, you really look forward to them dying because it's always something ridiculous and over the top. And um, yeah, if you want to watch something that's uh, funny, very, very silly, and the dialogue's pretty awful. Um, you may want to check this one out, but just know again, it's it's not like a very serious movie. At it's, all. it's what you needed for the time. I did. Have you ever have you ever seen Severance? Yes. I started watching that actually last night. So it, because that reminded me of that, but then I, I was sleepy, so I went to sleep. So. <laughs> I really, li- I really like Severance. So. It, that it is, it's. <laughs> I was just going to say that's very logical. Zena's like, I was sleepy, so I went to sleep. Yeah. yeah that makes, like, checks out. Checks you, out. Normal, normally, I'm like, oh, no, fight the sleep. I can do it. And then I'll watch <laughs> it, and then I have a good time. But I don't know. My eyeballs was like, nope. Close for the day, you know. <laughs> don't fine. fight the sleep. <laughs> Let the sleep happen. It's yeah, fine. Don't fight yeah. it. Uh, then earlier this week, I finally was able to uh, check this movie off my list. It's been on my list for a long time, uh, simply just because I like the poster. And it's called Hider in the House from 1989 wait, on wait, Amazon. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the one with Gary Busey? Yes, it is. Okay, okay, carry on. <laughs> a deranged man uh, hides in the attic of a new house and becomes obsessed with the unsuspecting family that moves in. And again, like I've always heard of this movie, I would see the poster and I'm like, oh man, I really need to watch that. And so then I was just looking on Amazon, living my life, and I saw it and I was like, you know what, it's time. So anyway, so the deranged man, uh, played by Gary Busey, uh, his name is Tom. (laughs) And it's not his fault that he's a psychopath. In his defense, you know, his parents used to be really horrible to him. They used to abuse him. He used to try to avoid it. And after years and years of being abused, he decides he doesn't want to take it anymore. So he sets the house on fire and kills everyone. Now he has to, you know, he has to see someone and that they're monitoring him. And his doctor is unsure about, you know, letting him go because he has like to, he, he would have to like stay in this facility, but they're about to let him out. And you know, everyone thinks that he's fine, except for his one doctor. He's just like, hey, you know, I think that there's there's something there. But no one listens to him, of course. So anyway, um, yeah, he starts secretly living in the attic of this woman named Julie and her husband and her two kids in their house. And he's monitoring them on an intercom. So he's just listening to their conversations and stuff. I mean, he's really getting involved. And at first, it's not so bad because you know what? He's kind of like a helping hand. <laughs> you know, uh, their daughter who's actually in Dolly Darris. She played the little girl in in that. Um, She almost, potentially she could have drowned because she was trying to like get something from out of the pool and they were having a party and no one was paying attention. But he saved her before that even happened. So it's like, oh, Tom, look at you. But then, you know, things just keep on getting out of control. He doesn't want to leave. He becomes obsessed more and more with uh, the wife, Julie. And, you know, slowly he just starts to come out of the attic. Like, literally, you know? And um, the performances are amazing. Uh, like, wow. Like, even when it comes to... So, okay, what I thought was really cool, because I read an article that there was actually a professional uh, psychologist who was on set 
who was hired to be an advisor to make sure that the character Tom seemed real. And don't get me wrong, like he, you could tell that there was something off about him, but clearly he was that way because of his past and, you know, all that other stuff. But yeah. he did seem realistic. He he wasn't like, you know, he some wasn't like Gary Busey can go over the top. Right, right. And I feel like that's, this is like one of his best performances I've ever seen. Like it oh, also wow. kind of, yeah, it kind of reminded me of a toned down Nicolas Cage, you know? Interesting. Um, it was just it was just a really good movie but I mean I feel like it's more suspenseful more thriller but there are some horror elements uh there's there's a lot actually so but yeah if you are interested in you know watching something like that and you know check it out it's on Amazon awesome, awesome. I am obsessed with yellow jackets it <laughs> is a new show on Showtime it's we're only halfway through the season. It's, uh, I think, every Sunday on Showtime. Um, so, yeah, you can binge watch the first half now or wait till all 10 episodes are out. But I do recommend you binge it. You watch it. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of, it's this crazy kind of genre blending um, mystery show because it's this high school soccer team in the 90s. They make it to nationals and one of their rich parents lends the like they're like yeah use our private plane it crashes so it toggles between that past like what happens slowly unveiling and then the present with with a lot of these girls all grown up and kind of messes um it's got a great cast juliette lewis christina ricci um but it's 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 great. I don't know what is going on. I have a lot of theories, but there's some cannibalism involved. Whoa. Yeah, like it the first episode is directed by Karen Kusama. And it pretty much opens with some crazy ritual in the woods. Like they're in the wilderness, they've got fur coats, and there's like some cannibalistic ritual where a body, like a girl is tracked and killed, and then they present her body to whoever the leader of this you know, wood cult is. And you, so you're trying to match that with, you don't know how it led to that point or how that affects the, the present. And it's, I need answers and I'm hooked. It's very gory. <laughs> it's very mysterious. It's also drama. It's a little bit of everything. And I am absolutely obsessed and I need the soundtrack as well. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've gotten multiple Same. recommends on it too. It is it is so good. It is so good. And but you know, if you're the type that wants all of the answers now, then maybe binge watch it because it's just a slow tease week after week. Mm. And I need to know, but that's also why I'm tuning in, <laughs> I suppose. So yeah. Um and then, you know, I guess I'm keeping it seasonal. I watched Krampus the Naughty Cut. Uh, this is the 2015 uh, Mike Doherty movie. Uh, Scream Factory just put out the Naughty Cut on Blu-ray, so that's what I watched. Uh, if you don't know what Krampus is about, it is a boy who has a really bad Christmas because his family can't get along. And it's it sours his festive spirit and he accidentally summons the demon known as Krampus to his family home. Um, yeah, so I will say that... If you are going into this um, naughty cut, like you want the naughty cut and you're expecting like a drastically different version, it's not. There's definitely like you could tell it's R this time um, because there's cussing, but there's really not a whole lot different. Uh, like there's the extended sequence in the attic where it's a full blown assault with the like half the parents and the toys that are attacking them. So you get close ups of 
you know, robots stabbing Adam Scott in the back and stuff like that. Ooh. But it's really, it's really not that gory. It's definitely more coherent. Like visually that sequence is less chaotic, which is nice, but yeah, it's, it's very fun. So basically if you love Krampus, you'll love this, but if you didn't love it and you were hoping that this was going to be a drastically different movie, it's not, it's just, you know, a slightly naughtier, uh, version. So yeah. Nice. I admittedly was not very horror filled the last week. I got really into discovering uh, Halo Infinity on Xbox, got kind of lost in that, ended up watching some old Miami Vice, started rewatching Altered Carbon, which I still love, and kind of out of desperation, I had to throw it to something. So I went for pure comfort with 1989's Tales from the Crypt Season 1 on DVD. That's it. Like, I don't need to do, like, movie voice for it. It's Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And but, I, I figured but do I'd the, the Can you do the Crypt Keeper laugh? I cannot. Not even close. <laughs> with my range? Are you kidding? I can barely do my voice. <laughs> Is that how yours would be? Instead of the cackle, would be, like, really exactly. low? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love kitties. it. <laughs> yeah, mine is just that creepy. Yours is a Tales like from a, the Crypt. Yours tales from the van. Get in the van, like kitties. A, yeah, I'm a scary <laughs> clown at that point. Aww. I love it. Uh, so I decided to go back and watch them. I've watched season one a lot in the past, but I also figured it was two birds for one stone because all through the house is the second episode of season one, which involves a deranged mental patient, escape mental patient wielding an ax going after a woman who just killed her step or her, uh, her new husband and then trying to escape from evil Santa. It's great. Like top to bottom. I, sometimes I forget that William Sadler was in the very first episode and I'm like, well, of course he should be in demon Knight. <laughs> like, you need to bookend tales from the crypt with William Sadler. Then, you know, you've got, uh, Dig That Caddy's Real Gone with uh, Joe Pantaleone, Robert Wool, Only Sindeep, Leah Thomas, or Thompson, Amanda Plum. Like, there's so many. I just, I don't think they can ever redo Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. It's, and if they want to try, sure. I've heard the rumors about, didn't they, didn't they try to reboot it a few years ago? They or was there did, but the, yes, that. I mean, they, they definitely wanted to and tried, but there is too much red tape with that to, to ever, I think, mm. get untangled. And, and I just, I don't know if you can capture what it was. Back in 89, like, they got, you know, Robert Zemeckis and Richard Donner, and they got big name actors and directors and writers in on this and they were just like all right cool let's do this yeah like it was campy and ridiculous and <laughs> plenty of times just utterly disgusting and far-fetched but like there was like almost without sounding too cheesy kind of like this purity and innocence to it mm -hmm. like here's just the thing we're making it's tales from the crypt like it didn't feel prima donna-y it didn't they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel it wasn't going for like award show season or anything like that. It was the Crypt Keeper. It was this dummy. And anytime there's like a Zumo or he's walking, it's clearly, you know, a little person who's walking around in a costume or something. And that it, still happens. Like, I suppose. Like yeah. Chucky. Yeah. Oh, if you've watched Chucky. Chucky sure. This I mean, season. the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I heard great things about the new Chucky TV series too. 
it's fun. Which it's really fun. It Surprise me. I need to uh, finish up yeah. on it. Oh yes, you but do. I... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Let's talk Chucky. Okay, I, I can't. <laughs> you catch up, and then we'll care. talk about it. I have a lot of catching up. I've only seen like four of the Child's Play movies. Oh yeah. That's still a lot. That's, that's pretty <laughs> but good. But that's not enough. It's okay. Uh, so yeah, Tales from the Crypt. I threw it in just because it's comfort background. Like I could, it could honestly just be like the soundtrack to my day pretty happily. Just throw in any random season or random disc. I think the only episode that really bothers me is in season two, Lower Birth, where you find out the creation of the Crypt Keeper. There's something about like the makeup effects in it that really drives, that really bugs me. As in like you don't like it or it creeps you out? like visual like it creeps me out oh okay more like the visual like creature effects are really disconcerting because it involves like uh, a man with two faces like side by side and like it's the one that always kind of not bother me but just really grosses me out is forever ambergris that's the one oh that one's gross but i love that one it's a great story um, but we're talking about like yeah yeah Yeah, the skin stuff yeah melty yeah that'll get you that's a that's a great episode though. Yes, it is. We could have uh, a I'll whole episode, a whole show, really, about Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah. yeah. Odds Ooh. are I'll watch season two for next week. So, because I did have to go into the archive a little bit because last week, as we were singing the praises of Tubi, it made me think of a found footage movie I'd seen on Tubi, and I kind of forgot to talk about. It's a 2021's horror in the high desert. Oh, I started watching that one today. Nice. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll avoid... Spo- I don't do spoilers for this stuff. Anyway, it's pretty new. But anyway, in July 2017, an experienced outdoor enthusiast vanished in northern Nevada while on an outdoor excursion. After an extensive search, he was never located. On the three-year anniversary of his disappearance, friends and loved ones recall the events leading up to his vanishing and for the first time speak about the horrifying conclusion of his fate. This one, I didn't have any expectations for. It was, I'm like, all right, it's phone footage. I'll check it out. I think I watched the trailer and I was kind of curious. Um, it felt like a really long creepypasta to me. Because all of a sudden those. it's like, oh, I do. <laughs> kind of have to. And it, at first it's like, oh, okay, it's a disappearance, whatever. And then you kind of get deeper into the, because I really beat around the bush about how he disappeared. And then it's kind of like, wait, what? And like, and it totally hooked to me how it happened. Because there's a lot of stuff around it. Like my, they don't talk about this, but I'm not sure if the actor or the character is on the autism spectrum, but I'm like 99% positive one or both is because of just the mannerisms and the the speech and like the obsessions and focus and et cetera. Um, so I was curious about that aspect of it. But then they like actually start to go into the disappearance and like him walking off and like what did he find and then like all of a sudden he's gone and it really hooked me. I love the concept. It it would also be a phenomenal short film. Like yeah, what was it? Oh, I didn't talk about the movie and I'm not going to talk about it now either. But there's one found footage movie that I watched recently where the first like three minutes of it is phenomenal. If it just existed as that three-minute short film, it'd be outstanding. 
the rest of the movie falls off the rails almost immediately. Mm. But, like, you get these little framed ideas that are great. And the idea of horror in the high desert and how it happens and then, like, towards the end when you actually see footage is really great. Like, I really like, because it's also simple in this way of feels impossible, not, is it impossible, not impossible, whatever, kind of messes with you. But it was a phone footage that didn't make me upset, (laughs) which I really appreciate. Uh, So, yeah, horror in the high desert. To be, it's uh, t- from 2021. Nice. Okay. Before we move on, what are we watching? How do we watch it? I checked out Sorry I Killed You on Vudu. I believe it's also on Tubi. And also Hotter in the House on Amazon. I watched Yellow Jackets on Showtime and Krampus the Naughty Cut. It is a Scream Factory Blu-ray release. Or 4K. Yeah. Naughty. And- <laughs> And I watched Tales from the Crypt Season 1 on DVD. Yes, DVD, not Blu-ray. And 2021's Horror in the High Desert on Tubi, which is still there. But it's going to be, I think it's leaving soon. So I would check it out. I did notice The Caller is leaving soon. So if you still haven't watched The Caller. I need to jump on that. It's going to leave. It's going to leave. You're going to get on that train. It's going to leave. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Ghostface wants to play. Uh, Yay. Yay. Yeah, we're just a month away. Yeah, we are literally a month away, I think, from the return of the Scream franchise. Uh, It is coming back. Yeah, it's coming exclusively to movie theaters on January 14th. So as of this recording, yeah. Uh, So as of this recording... Today kicks off the 12 Screams for the Holiday social media campaign, which promises new exclusive Scream surprises every single day on Scream's official social accounts. Um, It kicked off with returning stars Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox announcing the campaign. Uh, What is day one's treat? A brand new poster, which everybody has been buzzing about, uh, which features the entire cast and teases that the killer is on this poster. Of course, they could be referring to the looming ghost face mask, uh, you know, or it could be a person on the poster. We don't know. So by the time this app drops, uh, that means that a few more days will have passed and a few more scream treats to, to discover. Um, Bloody Disgusting does offer a hub so you can keep track on the website if you want to or just follow along the official scream social channels. And... As if that's not enough, uh, I received a postcard over the weekend from Woodsboro, um, from the Woodsboro Horror Film Club kids, Ash and Sarah, letting me know about their TikTok at 2BRAshSarah, 2BRAshSarah with an H at the end. Um, That's relevant because, hint, if you go there, it is a Scream ARG, augmented reality game, that's going to offer up like a parallel storyline to the movie. So if you are into that type of thing, then you will want to check that out. Um, Awesome. Yeah. And Sam Raimi is once again blending horror and comedy with You're Dead, Helene. It is based on Michelle Blanchard's award-winning short film of the same name, which he wrote and directed. Uh, TriStar Pictures has acquired the rights to the supernatural rom-com, which is being produced by Raimi and Rob Tapford at Ghost House and Michael Goldberg and Boris Van Gills at Playbox Pictures. So, uh... Ramey said, the film is touching and terrifying. Michelle is one of the few modern directors that can balance humor and terror, and he does it in an exciting way. 
The short is currently in consideration for the 2022 Academy Awards shortlist. So that's fancy. This is uh, up for consideration for the Academy Awards. And yeah, yeah. Raimi's attached. So yeah. I feel like we could expect some really fun horror comedy because who who knows horror comedies like Raimi, even though he's producing. So yeah, I'm excited about that. And not everything we cover is new uh, movie related. Uh, last week was the Game Awards. Gun Interactive, the studio behind Friday the 13th, the game, they announced that they are working with Sumo Nottingham on an asymmetrical multiplayer video game based on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It will be headed soon to PC and current-gen consoles. It looks a lot like gameplay style-wise as their Friday the 13th games. So, in addition to being able to play as the original Leatherface, Gun Interactive will give you the choice of several different killers to choose from, including the cook, the hitchhiker, and brand new characters. Who is playing Leatherface? Guess what? It's going to be Kane Hodder. He will be, yeah, he will be doing the motion capture work for the horror icon, much the same way that he did for Jason Voorhees on Friday the 13th, the game. And it's not the only connection, really. Um, you know, not only did he play Jason Voorhees for the game, but Hodder actually did Leatherface stunt work back in the 90s for New Line's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So, yeah, he was the third film stunt coordinator, which led to him actually playing the role of Leatherface for several scenes. So he is, he is, he's been Leatherface before. So, yeah. That's and awesome. last but not least, uh, Cinedime acquired the grudge director's Suicide Forest Village. Uh, Takashi Shimizu, he is the director of Juon the Grudge and the t- 2004 remake The Grudge in Marebito. He's back with a brand new Japanese horror movie that's set uh, to spook bloody disgusting viewers in 2022. Cinedime acquired all North American rights to Suicide Forest Village. It's a supernatural horror movie inspired by the real forest in Japan, known for its frequent suicides and and disappearances. It will be released next year on a variety of platforms, eventually landing on the Bloody Disgusting Run screen box, which is gearing up for a monstrous year. Suicide Forest Village follows a group who come across a mysterious box with a deadly secret. The item holds a curse that quickly spreads to those around them. The source of the box is the Jukai Village, a rumored location deep within the Jukai Forest. So, yeah. Uh, Takashi Shimizu is a visionary director who helped bring Japanese horror films into the cultural consciousness, said Brandon Hill, manager of acquisitions at Cinedime. For the past two decades, he's been terrorizing audiences across the globe with his haunting style. Suicide Forest Village is a terrifically terrifying film, and we look forward to sharing it with audiences everywhere. I look forward to being creeped out. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I'm curious. What was the name of the forest? Did you say? Uh, it's Jukai. Is that just made? Is, so is that just made up for the sake? Because I want to say like the real one is like. It's like Aokagari, or something along those lines. Just curious because I feel like there's been issues in the past where I know there's been issues in real life with people filming in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was Jake Paul or, or someone like that actually filmed yeah. in there and like filmed a picture of a person who just committed suicide mm-hmm. and then like had to post it online to have a like reaction video, which is like, dude, that's disgusting. It, yeah. How would you do that? It might be, but it's okay. So the forest is Aoki Gahara, also known as the Sea <laughs> of Trees. And this is on the Wikipedia page. page. So also known that's as the right, Sea yeah. of Trees and in parentheses, that's Jukai. 
So I think. Oh, okay. I think it is just not the official name. I think sure. it's like a pseudonym type situation. So like Jukai is legit referencing that forest. They're just not going by Ooh. the name. Yeah. Interesting. Understandable awesome. though. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. All right, listeners, your turn. Can't wait 30 days for more Scream? Want more J-horror in your life? Let's hear about it. The number is 224-475-1040. The number is also... The number's also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us at bediscussingpodcast at gmail.com. And as I stated recently or earlier in the episode, I just realized that we can send texts from that phone number as well. So you can text us a question if you'd like, if you have issues with the phone, if international rates, etc. I think there's probably some legal disclaimer we need to say where like international rates apply, text rates, message, whatever. It's a text. So if it costs you money to send a text. Yeah, just email or send us or via email. socials. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can text. Yeah. And we can text you. We won't. Unless. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching so I can stop talking? <laughs> well, we, we have a good amount of some horror coming our way this week. Uh, the first one, Tuesday, the 14th. The Darkness of the Road will be available on VOD. A single mother and her young daughter drive on a desolate road in a moonless desert. After meeting a young, hit- a young hitchhiker, the mother realizes her daughter is missing. As they search for her, the merciless force begins to torment the two women. So that's the first one. Look out for it. Then we also have, and I might butcher the name for this, excuse me. It's called Achura. It's also going to be available on VOD and DVD. This one is described as It Meets the Babadook. So that sounds spicy. <laughs> so our four friends. How do those two things go together? <laughs> yeah, like apparently it's it's like this child eating monster that's based off oh, of a right. true urban legend. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, four friends reconnect when one of them who disappeared 25 years ago suddenly comes back into their lives together they will have to confront the terrifying events of their youth and fight a monstrous creature born of a of a horrible legend so it does sound really cool and then on wednesday the 16th we have the season finale of ragdoll i don't know if any of you guys have been watching this series on amc plus um i watched the first episode but then you know there's so much to watch so i need to catch up but basically, uh, this series is about detectives who they're pretty much trying to solve the case of the ragdoll killer. It's a killer who killed six people and they sewn the they sewn six bodies together in the shape of a of a ragdoll. And it's like Ugh. hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, then on Friday, the 17th, we have about three things I wanted to bring up. Uh, the first thing is we have Mother slash Android. It will be available on Hulu. Uh, Georgia and her boyfriend Sam go on a journey to escape the country, to escape their country. And pretty much it's just about robots attacking. Okay. So if you like <laughs> robots and you want to see that, some, some craziness going on, check it out. And then we also have Nightmare Alley. It's going to be hitting theaters. Megan loved the movie. She told us to watch it now. So you should go check it out. Do it. It's Christmas noir. Okay. Tis the season. Tis the season. Also, John, I thought that you were going to say, oh, are you ready to get naughty? You know, when we, okay. All right. It's garbage day. That's like, I feel like that's a John, that would be a John. Yeah. Like, okay. It's garbage day. Yeah. 
What? You would know this if you would let us give you all of the homework for holiday horror. Yes. Oh, I should start doing that again, shouldn't I? Because wow. obviously this last week I totally... Next week. Next week. Next okay. week. Next week it's... We'd have to give it to you now because next week it's almost over. Are you both prepared? Yeah, I'm always ready. Prepared for giving... You homework? Here's a special treat for you at the very end of the episode. <laughs> Megan and Zena are going to tell me what to watch next week. Wait, am I ready? <laughs> ah. Silent Silent Night, no. Deadly Night. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. Okay, well. Wait. No, that's Black Christmas. No, I haven't seen it. You should watch it. You can watch the regular or the unrated on Tubi. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I am always ready. I'm ready. Oh, I Go. know. Um, have you seen, um, because I'm pretty sure I, we spoke about it, but have you seen Better Watch Out? Oh, he's going to oh, be so see, mad at that one. <laughs> here's also the problem with Christmas movies. I have no idea because the <laughs> names just sound like a thing you would say during Christmas. Yeah, you would <laughs> remember true. this one because it will make you mad. Yeah, it will, it's very upsetting. Are there holes in it? Are there holes? That, no, 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 no. That will that will just make your skin crawl. No. Okay. All right. Better watch out from 2016. It's on Pluto, Peacock, Tubi, Voodoo, Crackle. Live your life. Live your. Oh life. no, 2016. I definitely haven't seen it. Then. All right. Cool. Okay. Better watch out. All the stuff. All the stuff and things. Nice. Okay. There. There. Well, I'll talk holiday horror and probably not be super happy. Okay. But wait. <laughs> There's there's one more thing um that's coming out on Friday thing? that is holiday. Oh, food. back to the thing we were doing before yeah. you guys told me, you yeah, know, I had yeah. to do better. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh just the last thing is uh the last drive-in, uh Joe Bob Ruins Christmas. It'll be available on Shutter Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you guys really enjoy that, you may want to check that one out. It seemed like it's going to be a good time. So that's all. Also, screen box, bloody disgusting TV, live your life. Okay. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own site, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BDisgustingPod, and on Facebook at the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com, or as I said before, now you can text us. <laughs> Technology. It's amazing. I'm slowly catching up. Before you know it, I'm going to have to figure out what TikTok is, and I'll be all over that doing dances no. and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're going to have to and, do dances, and then I will sign up and subscribe. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod, where I will not be appearing to dance. So, for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zeno. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Mm-hmm.